0: Let's review the groups then. Let's start with Group A, um, which Italy have won. Um, Wales were runners-up. Wales, the famous team that you famously said Tom won't get won't get any points at all, but they actually managed to finish second. And then Switzerland also qualified by finishing third. So Italy will take on my dark horses, which was Austria, who finished second in Group C. Um, Italy still not conceded a goal alongside England. I reckon. This this is my
1: honest prediction. I reckon Austria are going to push Italy all the way. I think Italy will win quite comfortably. To be honest with you, I think they've looked. I think they've looked pretty good, almost effortless. I read. I read somewhere that he's used like 25 of his 26-man squad.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I read that because he missed out on playing in. Was it Italian? and he didn't get a minute, and he says he still thinks about that so he wants to give his players the moment which I think Imagine is being fan in that. management
1: in it you say that that one bloke of the 26 who's not playing which is clearly the third choice
0: yeah
1: literally he played everyone else except you
0: but then who's to say against Austria if they're not three or four nil up he won't bring him on
1: I don't think there'll be three or four in the look. You don't really see them sort of games at the knockout stages, do you? Like normally, they're quite... I think Italy will win. And I think it'll be, what, 2-0? They'll just sort of get 2-0 up after 60 minutes and then just fucking keep Austria at arm's length.
0: What about yeah. Wales, then? Uh, Tom's favourite. They, uh, they'll face Denmark, who finished second in Group B. I've read a few things on Twitter, like from various different fans of different, different nations, dropping their own nation to support Denmark because of what happened to Christian Eriksen. But that's a load of old bollocks,
1: isn't it?
2: I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's fair if, if your own nation goes out, you know, like, pick up a team that, you know, you've enjoyed throughout the, the tournament. I think that's fine. Yeah, I get but that. You can't be dropping... you Like, I don't want to see any England fans dropping England just because, you know, Eriksen survived a, a miraculous incident. You know, fair enough to him. I'm not, I'm not you know, belittling anyone who who performed the, the CPR or anything, it's you know incredible that he, he's still breathing. But at the same time, it's, it's fucking football. I suppose one way to
0: look at it is, would Denmark have lost to Finland had that not happened? I don't think they would. I was obviously watching that game. They were all over him. They'd have got a goal eventually. Well,
1: um, if Jonathan Pearce is anything to go by, Denmark would have scored that penalty, wouldn't they?
0: It's like those things on Facebook and Twitter, you see, where um something tragic happens. And, they have to say oh, i'm really sorry to hear that or whatever f- from a norwich fan and it's like what what relevance is that it's right. like trying to trying to reiterate the point that because you support a rival team you you're sorry something's happened that really right. annoys me about football yeah i think with with wales is they just they're just getting ideas above their station like they for some reason they think they've got some sort of divine right to be here. And sometimes you just want to say to them, you're Wales, mate. You, you shouldn't even be in the tournament, let alone in the second round.
2: Yeah. So I, I feel like, cause they're one of the teams in the tournament. They've got the most championship players, aren't they? So I feel like it's, it's obvious that their weakest area is their defense. And, you know, teams should be attacking them and pressing them hard. And I don't think they've really had that too much this tournament. So if if Denmark can defend well against their attacking power, because Wales have a lot of pace up front with Bale and, and James, if they if they can defend that well, if they can counter that, then you know I really think Wales have very little to, to offer Denmark. That having been said, it probably has the potential to be a very high-scoring and open game for both teams. So I'd probably say something along the lines of two-two.
1: See, I think it would, but like, if Denmark keep Gareth Bale quiet although Ramsey gets plaudits for getting goals, literally like something like 70% of his goals come from fucking Gareth Bale passes. So if you can keep Bale quiet, what else have Wales got? Like Dan James, I don't get the hype. He's just fast. I think Denmark have got enough about him to keep him quiet. So I think Denmark will win. 2-0 at arm's length. Just keep him comfortable. But I think if Wales go 1-0 up, Wales will win.
3: Three one, I think if it's not Denmark and the whole Ericsson thing, Wales should easily beat them with the momentum. Your dark of,
1: horse, it, Kev, it? Yeah,
3: it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but with, with the I, it's a tricky one with the momentum and of Denmark have got and everything that's gone on. I still think Wales should have enough to do the business. I don't know, Denmark have just to say they've got something on their side at the minute,
1: so Denmark, decent side. I remember Champ Manager, two thousand one, two thousand two, Eversand winning World Player of the Year. So, you know, they're no mugs.
0: <laughs> what about Switzerland? They play France, who were group F winners. But only on five points, they've not smashed it, have they? I wouldn't go so far to say they scrape through, but obviously a lot of people's tournament favourites before before the tournament began. But I don't think they're all that. I really don't but I do think they've got too much in the tank for Switzerland
2: yeah I mean I'm reluctant to say that my opinion changed on France because they're still an incredible team they have stupidly the good players in every single position but it's, yeah it's like you said they've not exactly impressed and you know a draw with Hungary is not exactly the most glittering of results so there's definitely potential for a team to go and do it against them but it's it's not going to be Switzerland, is it? It's it's definitely not going to be Switzerland. So I think that's a that's an easy win for France. They'll go into the quarterfinals and when they come up against a, a better team, you know, potentially you know Belgium or or, or Spain or someone like, like like that, you know, who might actually give them something to push them. Then then we'll find out what France are here to do.
1: I think it'll be France, but I think it won't be. I think everyone has this idea that these France are world beaters, and actually. They're quite functional. They're a bit similar to England, almost. They've got players that could play this expansive stuff, but they're just never going to, because...
0: Even when they won the World Cup, I thought they were... I didn't... They, they, they didn't have a great tournament, did they? To be fair. Until they turned it on against, you know, in the sort of later stages, which I guess is what's important, but... I, I don't overly fear them. I don't... If we come up, If we came up against France instead of Germany... In that scenario, I wouldn't be like, well, we're definitely at. I'd say we've got a good chance.
1: The thing is, as well with France, everyone looks at Mbappe as their big player. And actually, I think it's Benzema. Holland play Czech
0: Republic. Now, obviously, we're big fans of Holland on this pod. Uh, We're in the, let's, let's actually, let's see where we are in the charts. At this moment in time, we're actually 116th in the Dutch Football charts. We need Holland to carry on in this uh, in this tournament. They should go easily past the uh, the Czech Republic. I think Czech Republic stand a good chance. I really do. Uh. I think Holland have had an easy group and people are just wetting their pants over that. When the reality is Czech Republic are a solid solid team and I think if Holland make a mistake, they could let Czech Republic in. That's
1: that's what I think anyway. I think Czech Republic they're a little bit bob, All right and. Like, Holland are... I mean, I think Holland are a bit Bob going forward, to be honest with you.
0: They've had some great individuals over the years, but for me, they've always been nearly men, haven't they?
3: I wouldn't... I think Holland have got uh, more than enough. I, I still think semi-finalists for Holland. Obviously missing Van Dijk, but um, yeah, they should easily brush past Czech Republic.
0: They were your predictions to win it, weren't they, Tom? Holland.
1: And honestly, I thought I think they'll do all right because I think that they're, they're solid at the back. And did I say Holland, by the way? I can't fucking remember. I'm fucking ten pints <laughs> deep now. You did say Holland, yeah. I did. I think they're solid at the back. You know, workmen like in midfield.
2: You know, they are a good side. They've got a lot of good players that are playing for top sides in Europe. And you know, Czech Republic have who Suchek, and That's about it. So yeah, Holland, Holland all the way.
0: Uh, Belgium, Portugal, two B list nations really. Um, they never, they're not in the top tier, are they, of footballing nations? But the, you know, Portugal obviously reigning champions. Belgium are the top ranked team. Um, is that top ranked for UEFA or FIFA? By FIFA, the wow. top ranked team in the world. Wow. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's, it's going to be a, a tough. A tough fixture, I think, for both sides. I I don't think that Belgium is still going to offer anything. I reckon what's going to happen is Portugal, because they finished third in the group, they're going to win the tournament again. And it's going to annoy me for the next four years because they finished second from bottom in the group and got the opportunity to go through, which I still don't think should be a thing. Belgium won all three group games as well. One of only a few teams to do that. So I'd say one reckon this one's going to go, I'm back
3: in Portugal. Belgium for me, I think I think they've got just enough to uh, scrape past them. I don't think there'll be much in it, but I think on paper, other than Ronaldo, Belgium with a better side.
2: There's just there's just that one special thing about Ronaldo, isn't there? You can never really count him out because he you just you'll know, do something special and unexpected, but well, kind of unexpected because I guess you would expect it because it is Ronaldo. And I just can't see past him for that, so I think for me it's Portugal and they should do it comfortably.
1: I can't see past Belgium purely because of how De Bruyne had changed the game against Denmark. Like, don't remember an international game where a player came on changed the momentum of a game so quickly and so decisively. So for me, I think Belgium can a counter, to be honest with you. I think Belgium will win this 2-3-0. And I think that De Bruyne is the player that Bruno Fernandes wants to be. Yeah, to be fair, he's outstanding. He could, he could prove to be the difference. I think, I think he's unbelievable. And the, the the point that made me sort of go, fucking hell, was the fact that Denmark was so on top and then De Bruyne came on and it just changed almost instantly. So I, I just can't see past Belgium personally and it being quite comfortable.
0: Um, Croatia play Spain. Spain finally turned it on for the last game, but they actually finished uh, second in the group with Sweden. Around the table, how's that one going?
3: Spain, I mean, they've had a couple of good results, haven't they? But they haven't shown much.
2: Well, they are unbeaten, to be fair, so every clad. But they also have the 1st nil nil-nil draw in the Euro since the 90s. I don't know.
1: I think it all depends on if Spain are arrogant. And when I say arrogant, I mean England beat Croatia, let's be honest, quite, it was only 1 0, but it was quite comfortably by forcing Modric deeper and deeper and deeper. Will Spain do that? I don't think they will. And I think if they don't, I think Croatia will beat them. So I'm going Croatia.
2: I think, I don't want to count Croatia out because obviously, you know, we're talking semi finalists of the World Cup a team that contains one of the best midfielders in the world with Modric, but at the same time, I just Spain are just even with like all the players that have left in the last sort of six, seven years and all this decline, they are a really good footballing nation with a lot of great talent. They are dark
0: horses, aren't they, Dan?
2: Spain? They were, yeah. And, like you, you said I couldn't have him, but I mean, I feel like I should have been allowed to have him because they have been dog shit since 2012. They're not going to win it. Of course they're not going to win it. They haven't got the team for it. But they should see off Croatia comfortably and and go on to the next round.
1: Can you remember how good Puyar was? He did one of my favourite things I've seen from a foreign player. I think I can't remember who he was playing against but some like one of his own team got like slapped in the face by by, an opposition player went to go down and Puyo just dragged him up and basically just went, fucking get a grip, mate. And just fucking got him to play on. And it was just fucking brilliant. It was like, you know when you just sort of go, well done, mate. Yeah, good for you. Shit here. Well done. Three
0: cheers for Puyo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, one thing I'd ask you then, Dan, is who would you say would be the best player on the pitch if Croatia played Spain? As in, who was the one player that you'd say he's the best player on the pitch? It's Modric. I think Spain collectively are better, but I think that Modric, the reason I went Croatia was, I think Modric will have that much of an influence on the game that Croatia will win. Because I don't see Spain have who will do what Calvin Phillips did to him, which was basically go... Basically, treat him like a championship player and try and mark him out of the game.
2: Thiago, yeah, no, because Thiago's not that kind of player, is he? He's... Thiago, you said he's really it's... not that kind of player. You said who's the best player on the pitch?
1: Oh right, I thought you were about who. Are you Yeah, <laughs> who's <laughs> going to treat Modric like a champion? <laughs> <I thought laughs> you were about Thiago? Thiago. Fucking man marking Modric, just like Danny Mills or something. Thiago's <laughs> a, a better
2: science. player now. No, he's not. Yes, the Modric. Is. Modric is past it. Modric won the Ballon d'Or three years ago
3: yeah three years ago
2: we still where
1: did where did Thiago help Liverpool finish last season Champions League places what I want to know is what, did Thiago what, win yeah, a Ballon d'Or fair yeah.
2: play fair, fair position
1: where, was Thiago influential in that he helped here and there
2: <laughs> yeah, only after December when he started getting game time
1: he got a medal. Helped, helped here and there. <laughs> Most improved player. Yeah, you'd <laughs> still pick Gale Platt ahead of, Modric, right? uh, ahead of Thiago Reiner, I think.
0: So, Sweden will play Ukraine. Um, out of all those ties, you look at that and you go, that's pretty, you know, one of Sweden or Ukraine are going to get through to the, to the next round, at least. Um I don't think we should spend too much time on this game because no one gives a shit about Sweden and Ukraine, do they? So I'm just going to go say, nah, Ukraine win.
2: Sweden for me, Isak's too important. He's uh, he's going to do the bits.
3: Yes, Ukraine
1: have not really got anyone outstanding, have they? Player-wise. So um, Yarmolenko scored a couple of bangers, hasn't he? But I'll be honest with you, I've heard of ABBA. I've not heard of any Ukrainian band, so I think fucking Sweden win. That settles it then.
0: So, um, looking at the groups as an overall then, I mean, there's not been any shock exits yet, but then I suppose when three can qualify from a group, it's not going to be, is there? Fucking load of old bollocks out there. I mean, there's not really been any shocks or surprises in general, has there? I mean, obviously the Ericsson thing aside, which is, you know... But that aside, there's, there's not been any real incidents or anything that's sort of stood out at all. I mean, I think it's been a good tournament so far, but it's it's been pretty... It's been textbook, hasn't it, so
1: far? So, um... I think the format deals with that, though, like... You're pretty much guaranteed to go through if you've got anything about you, aren't you? Yeah, I like... Are you, like, I think it was Euro 2008... England didn't even fucking qualify. But the quality of the football was insane. Like, cause it was just the top, like, the best of the best that get there. You just think, fucking hell, like, that's what you should be.
0: Can you remember back in the day when it used to be four, uh, eight teams that qualified, two groups of four. And, in fact, even before that, it was only four, group, four teams that qualified.
1: Imagine so that. They're, Not they're, much of a tournament, though, is it? No, for for me, like your ninety six was like when it had the quarterfinal, semifinal, final semi final, final setup. I think that was best for the Euros. Yeah. Like it's a t- it's a tough one because you want the the only way the less the lesser nations, so to speak, are going to get better enough. is by playing the better nations. I don't know. It's it, it's a tough one, but I just think me personally, it feels a bit watered down. Um, like North Macedonia it just bob on
0: Yeah, what North Macedonia do there? You know, you might as well put San Marino in there. You know, with, uh, what is it the commentators always say? Well, by trade, their uh, fullback is a, a bricklayer. Yeah. That's pretty much North Macedonia, isn't it? Do they? Do uh, any of them play football as a living? For a living, I should say.
1: I think Pandev's a cock model with his forehead, did not he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> number one what's a cock model
1: and number Sorry, two
0: but... <laughs> Sorry, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need a number two I <laughs> is anyone paying for them shots I don't know
1: <laughs> imagine if someone did oh that's the perfect thing that I wanted let's hang it on the mantelpiece
0: <laughs> take the Model Lisa down this is going up
1: in its place <laughs> On your left, you'll find Pandev's Islands.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been pretty, it's been pretty textbook so far. I'd, I'd say the biggest shock, or uh, I guess they not really shock, but they've exceeded expectations, was probably Hungary. Really, I mean, everyone expected them to get
2: slapped every game, didn't they? But they come away with two points. Hungary looked fantastic this entire tournament, in my personal opinion. It's like you say, you know, two points isn't really a lot, is it? But it's two points against two top ten sides in the world rankings. It's you know, they have given a good account of themselves in the tournament where everybody ripped them off and said they didn't have any chance. You know, there was a, a good ninety minutes in that Germany game where everyone was thinking, Oh my god, Hungary are actually going to qualify, they're gonna knock Germany out. And you yeah, know, yeah. that's what these tournaments are all about, just that, that bit of excitement. And it they've been fantastic and they've they've really changed my opinion.
0: Everyone talking about the two the two draws, but let's not forget that they pushed Portugal all the way as well, didn't they? It was, I mean, yeah, they lost three 0 so on paper it wasn't, it wasn't the best. But it was, when was it? Last like five minutes, they just sort of crumbled, didn't they? But all the way up until that point, Hungary were well within the game.
1: To be honest with you, though, I think that Portugal game just showed the difference between lesser teams and the better side. That Portugal were probably only on top for what 20% of that game, properly, and won 3-0. Portugal might have been on top for 20%, didn't fucking do anything.
0: Let's not forget, though, also you know uh, Hungary, uh, they're dark horses, if 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 you like. But historically, Hungary, oh. they've 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 been in the World Cup final. People forget that. So all right, yeah, that was 100 years ago, but still, as a as a nation, they've been there, so...
2: But we're a far far decline away from the days of, like, Puskas and, you know, when they had these incredible players. It's, they haven't got incredible players now. Their best player is their keeper.
0: Well, he did a job, didn't he? Get, get, he helped them along to two points, so I'm sure they'll be happy with that. They'll be much happier than Scotland, let's put it that way. Um... Goal of the tournament so far. For me, it's got to be the uh, the halfway line. Uh, should v Scotland. I uh, I don't think... Usually those sort of goals, they're a little bit fluke They'll give it a go, won't they? And hope for the best. But I don't I think he meant that.
1: There's a couple that stick with me. there was Yarmolenkos against Holland. It was fucking class. Just caught him from the right-hand side and just bent it into the top corner.
3: Oh, I can't think off the top of my head.
2: Christensen's banger against Russia.
1: Yeah, fucking hell, that was like... Have you ever watched the day today day when uh, Alan Partridge is w- watching the football? Christ, no. He twat! Twat! He, he, Christian Hitting is hit like, bang, he's got a foot like a traction engine. Fucking, yeah. He's good at that.
0: Yeah, but did it result in as many memes as what Czech Republic v Scotland did?
1: No, nothing will. But well, that's because it's got it there, Bob. That's all I've got to say.
0: <laughs> OK, player of the tournament so far. See, I, I'm going with Ronaldo as much as I hate him. And I know had, you said earlier, Tom, he's he scored five goals, for of which are penalties. But for me, he's 37-38 and he's still one of the standout players. So he's been the player of the tournament so far just because mainly for his age and the fact that if Portugal go through against Belgium, they'll, he'll, be the, he'll be the reason for that.
3: I'm looking at France. I think Pogba is, I say we go back to him being a completely different player because of Kante, but I think Pogba's had a good tournament. Benzema, he's he's looked on form as well.
2: It's Kante for me. Kante all day. Just because he's the most important player for his team in the entire tournament. France don't play the way they play if they don't have Kante. And, you know, again, you know, France may not have looked incredible at this tournament, but they're controlling games fairly well when they have the ball. And that is down to Kante.
1: I'm going to say De Bruyne, because impact he had when he was off the pitch in comparison to when he was on the pitch against Denmark was unreal. I mean, goal of the tournament... I was very close to saying De Bruyne is against Denmark because the one-touch football was amazing. But literally, Dan mentioned about Kante being the most important in terms of the way they play. I think you can put De Bruyne in that bracket for how Belgium play. So I would say, for me, what I've seen, I think De Bruyne has been the best player.
0: Okay, manager of the tournament so far.
1: I'm going Gareth Southgate because we all know how much of a Gareth Southgate. (laughs) He's going to say that.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going Manchina just because, uh, you know, they've not conceded a goal. And I like the fact that he's given everyone a go. It's a little bit, I mean, it's it's the Euro, isn't it? It's not not charity, you know. But at the same time, I I do like that. It's great man management. So I'm going Manchini for me. Manager of the tournament so far. Anyone else? It's,
2: it's whacking low for me, because he just does not give a fuck. <laughs> he
0: just, it doesn't though, does it?
3: That's 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 the funny thing. Like a bit of a cliche bit. Denmark manager Casper Hjulmand. Hul- oh, that was brave. Um, just for, me, for, the, for, for the way he's held the team together, he's had a lot to deal with. Any unexpected, and so uh, put them where they are at the minute. It's hard to
1: see past him,
3: I think, really.
1: I'm gonna give mine to Steve Clark for making the most Scotland situation out of all of it by giving his country hope and then <laughs> taking it away, fucking in the most Scottish way possible. Did he give him hope though? I don't think he did. he did. Well, third place, mate. Literally, they went into the last game and were like, "England beat Croatia, and we drew with." england so we might be croatia what happened fucking they were bob they got dicked over in a proper scottish way and i just think well done mate you've kept your nation in check is that me. like
0: though when uh, when scotland beat england when we were world champions so they claim genuinely bear in mind not as a joke they genuinely claim to be world champions that's right I
1: mean. that's why i'm giving him Manager of the month, I think, that Scotland got ideas above the station.
0: Okay, blunder of the tournament. I'm um, going go quick one, Robbie
1: Savage on commentary. His commentary has fucking made me feel physically sick with how stupidly excited he's got about Wales' progress. I've hated him so much. You can't look past that Slovakian goalkeeper pushing the ball into his own net. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Just like...
2: It was Bravka, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was Bob. Just like fucking flung up in the air and he's like, I'll push this over the bar and then just pushed it into his own net. <laughs> Who fucking does? Like, like a slam dunk. Like, literally, like, if you would have roped in someone pissed up to play your Sunday League football team and he did that, you'd go, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> and he did that in the European Championships representing his country.
3: I can't think of a blunder, but he was on about the, the whole savage thing. Well, maybe it probably is a blunder. But thinking on to savage, have you seen the outfit that he wore? I have. Yeah. What is that? That is got to that's got to be a blunder. Stroke. Savage. Stroke. Just general fuck up. Like it just doesn't make sense. I don't know what he was trying to pull off. This
2: week's savage of the week is Robbie Savage. Robbie
0: Savage. I'd be. I'd go with that. Is any? Is everyone else happy with that?
3: Did we win it every single week <laughs> when we were doing. <laughs> well,
0: if we didn't have a genuine case, then we'd just give it to Robbie Savage by default, didn't we?
3: I think Ali McQuest has been a breath of fresh air. I've really enjoyed listening to him. I liked, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like boy, so.
2: Tom made a very good point. It is the Bravka. Like, it's the worst goalkeeping mistake I've seen for a while. So bad, isn't it? It's all awful.
0: What's the worst but, goalkeeping blunder you've ever seen, though? That's okay. <laughs> Like, I I mean, Was it
2: Paul Robinson who messed, uh, yeah. messed the. Yeah. The bobbled on the pitch. He just went straight over him.
0: Yeah, I I'll mean, they you. blame the, 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 the tuft of turf, don't they? But at the same time,
1: should be dealing with that.
0: Tim Flowers you,
1: did something similar in the 90s as well. I'll tell you the worst one I've seen, and I couldn't tell you who the goalkeeper was. All I can tell you is where I saw it, it was on Nick Hancock's Football Nightmares. Oh, I love them. I love them. Yeah. It was, it was brilliant. And uh the goalkeeper went to throw it. You know that overarm throw where they fling it out dead fast. Oh, and he threw it behind him. And he threw it behind him and threw it into his own net. It was <laughs> like He just forgot to let go of the ball, didn't it it? Just just like oh, he held onto the ball too long. He just it was like it was like watching an eight year old learn how to do it and then throw the ball into his own net. And it was it was that for me is one that you know you look at and you just go, How'd you deal with that? The other one was um I remember seeing a player, goalkeeper save a penalty and the player ran up to him and like smashed the goalkeeper in the face to be like, great save, but accidentally smashed the ball out of his hands and the ball went in.
2: i I say the, the one that sticks in my mind the most, though, is, as an England fan, is Robert Green, 2010,
0: Butterfingers. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Imagine not beating the United States. So, although I did say on a podcast we did in, I think it was 2016, that USA would win the World Cup within 25 years. So I'm, uh, I've am i got 20 years for USA to win if the World
1: I, Cup. They fucking won't do,
3: though. Calm down, calm down. It's Kev's tip of the week. <laughs> so this one, Sky guy doing one at the minute called a, a, a goat, which is a goal, an offside, an assist... And a tackle. So the player's got to get each one of them in the England Germany game. And I've gone for Foden to get a goal, to be offside, to have an assist, and to win a tackle. And the odds on that are 81 to 1.
0: So, how much would you recommend putting on that, Kev?
3: I'll put a fiver on it. So,
0: if you bet a fiver, you win. Fuck Fuck
2: off.
3: Not bad odds, though, is it?
2: Yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Right. Thanks,
0: everyone, for listening to Shearers Island. Join us next time when we'll be either jubilant or depressed following the Germany game. And visit us on the socials at Shearers Island.